0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. We've entered into the month of June. And it's striking how the liturgy presents us with uh, three straight days of martyrs, to celebrate martyrs as we begin this month. June 1st, St. Justin Martyr, a second century philosopher from Samaria, a convert to Christianity. He passionately defended the truth the truth of the faith, the truth which he found in Jesus Christ. And as a result, he suffered martyrdom. In the year 165, under the reign of Marcus Aurelius, a great uh, a great uh, lesson for us, a great uh, saint to look to. Such was his passion for the truth and for Christ. Now this year... Uh, His feast day, June 1st, is superseded by a new feast that Pope Francis has given us, the day after Pentecost, Mary, Mother of the Church. But certainly we can remember St. Justin on June 1st and these first days of June, throughout the month of June. June 2nd, Saints Marcellinus and Peter. They were martyred in the year 304 under the reign of Diocletian. We don't know much about their lives, They were priests, one an exorcist. They were thrown into prison because of their faith. They were beheaded outside of Rome. And there is a church in their honor there in Rome. On the way from St. John Lateran to St. Mary Major, two major basilicas in Rome, you can see the church of St. Marcellinus and Peter there. Also, their names are mentioned in the Roman canon, the first Eucharistic prayer, which is a great honor. In the Mass, you will hear their names if uh, that Eucharistic prayer is as used. Is as used. June 3rd, St. Charles Loanga and Companions, much more recent martyrs. They died for the faith in the year 1886 in what is present-day Uganda. The king that they served, there were pages, young young fellows, in the court of King Mwanga. His court was corrupt. He had uh, immoral intentions. And Charles and his fellow Christians remained faithful to Christ's commands. They would die rather than uh, exceed, uh, give in to the, the, the immoral desires of, of the king. They were martyred on June 3rd, 1886, and other martyrs would come from that time period, persecution of the faith. And June begins with these the saints, these martyrs, in fact, June ends with uh, two days of, of martyrs that, uh, uh, that we honor. June 29th, big feast day, Saints Peter and Paul. Of course, Saint Peter, the first pope. Crucified, tradition holds, he was crucified upside down. He didn't feel honored to be martyred the same way as our Lord. And, of course, St. Paul, the great apostle who was beheaded for Christ. We celebrate their feast day on June 29th. And June 30th, we end the month of June, yet another set of martyrs. In this case, the first martyrs of the Holy Roman Church in the year 64 under the reign of Nero. These uh, Christians were were put to death. Christians from all walks of life. It's a, it's a nice... Uh, Reference to to us that we're all called to uh, to follow the ways of the Lord, not 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 just priests or bishops or popes or, or nuns or monks, everyone. We're all called to follow Christ to the very end, whatever that might whatever that might entail. Well, why why this reference to these martyrs? Why is it important that we remember? the lives of the martyrs. Well, let's take a look at the word martyr. It comes from a Greek word that means witness. And that's for all of us. You know, perhaps we hear the word martyr and we think, wow, you know, those women and men so heroic in their fidelity to Christ, to the church. But That's far removed from me. I, quite frankly, have a pretty safe life in that regard. Well, maybe, maybe not. There are martyrs today, to be sure. Of course, let's pray for all those fellow Christians who are being persecuted for the faith and being killed for the faith. It's it's not a thing of the past by any means. But maybe for you and me, Wherever we are right now, maybe we feel pretty safe in that regard. Maybe there's no one coming after me to deny the faith or to be killed. So why, why, why is it important for me to pay attention to the martyrs, to to honor the martyrs in the history of the church? Well, again, it gets back to this word witness. That maybe that that word perhaps has a bit more meaning for me in the practical sense. I've got to be a witness for Christ. Jesus, of course, he said as much. And he called to him the multitude with his disciples and said to them, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Our Lord teaching here, teaching his listeners, teaching you and me, that we have to be willing to pick up the cross in our daily life, to lose our own life in order to gain eternal life. And and maybe that losing our life, probably that losing our life will not result in uh, martyrdom of blood, which were killed for the faith. But more realistically, we could say the day to day death to self death to our pride death, death to our anger to our envy to our laziness to our lust that that has to die that's where i need to pick up the cross and and, and fight against that uh, yeah, that easier way frankly we want eternal life lord Grant us, in your mercy, grant us eternal life. Well, our Lord is giving us the recipe or the way. Unless you deny yourself and take up your cross, you're not on the right way. For what can a man give in return for his life? Indeed, our life must be one of following Christ. And we see in the gospel, we see how Jesus, as he went about doing good, One of the ways he's described in in the gospel. He went from town to town, village to village, preaching, being with the people, being available to the people. He showed compassion upon those who came to him. He cured illnesses. He gave hope. And he died. He died for us, ultimately. So his way in St. Luke, says it so precisely. He went resolutely to Jerusalem. And of course in Jerusalem. Jesus will die. He's on his way resolutely. He doesn't doesn't waver. In his desire to open the gates of heaven for us. But that has to go through the cross. It has to go through Calvary. That's what's awaiting him in Jerusalem. And he's asking us. Really to do the same, to follow him to Jerusalem. Our own death, again, in in the way that God might have, have in store for us a witness. We are called to witness for Christ. For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation... Of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Again, our Lord giving us a certain practical way here. We cannot be ashamed of Jesus. We cannot be ashamed of the faith. We cannot be ashamed of the church. These martyrs who we've considered. I mean, of course, they're not restricted to June. We have a beautiful calendar throughout the whole liturgical year filled with martyrs, witnesses who died for Christ. And we, in our way, we have to witness to Christ. We cannot be ashamed of Christ. And maybe there is a bit of tension in our everyday lives in that regard. And in... speaking to friends to colleagues people who perhaps don't understand the fullness of the truth they don't understand the way of the church the teachings of christ they see them as something archaic or or restrictive to true joy lord give us the gift of tongues here we are these days just after pentecost look at the Look at the fervor of those saints, of those apostles. Men and women who spoke of Christ as a result of the infusion of the Holy Spirit. They're not afraid. And many of them became martyrs as a result of speaking the truth, of spreading the joy of of the life in Christ. Indeed, our Lord there too, he, he forewarned his followers, if you're persecuted, remember the world persecuted me first. We're in good company in a way. Not that we go out seeking you know, martyrdom or fights or anything, but we speak the truth. And that might result in a certain misunderstanding, a marginalization, of being canceled out. Well, so be it. Jesus makes it clear. Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed. Lord, I don't want that. I don't want you to have to be ashamed of me because of my cowardness or my laziness. It, it, we have our weaknesses. Look at St. Peter again. This is June 29th. We mentioned St. Peter, obviously a martyr. He also a great witness to the faith, dying for the Lord. And Jesus, in a certain sense, uh, said that's the way it would be. After that conversation Jesus has with Peter along the, uh, along the shoreline there, the, after he appeared to them, uh, it was the third time he appeared to them after his resurrection. It, he has that conversation with Peter. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. That three times, that that question of our Lord. And then Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked where you would. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish to go. Well, our Lord, in fact, St. John says, this he said to show by what death he was to glorify God. So here Jesus is basically telling Peter, you will be a martyr by blood, a martyr of blood. You'll die for the faith. And again, tradition holds that Peter was crucified. He requested upside down. He didn't feel worthy to suffer the same martyrdom as his Lord and Master. But just backing up a bit here, maybe this too is a bit more practical for us. When Jesus said to Peter, I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked where you would. But when you're old, you'll stretch out your hands, another will gird you. This can, of course, be a reference to his martyrdom. But for us, maybe it's just the, the life that we have to live to follow Christ. It's... When we were younger, yes, yeah, we probably had a, a bit of a carefree life, we could say. I don't know, teenagers, you know, in college life. You know, sure, we had to study and there's schedules to to, to meet and you know classes to go to. But even still, you know, that, maybe that time of our life was a bit a bit of a. You can go where you you can go wherever you want. Uh, no responsibilities really. Not not married yet or not not uh, seeing any. You know, way or any vocation yet, and, and there's certain, almost a happy-go-lucky way, perhaps, in, in that regard. But when you're old, when you mature, we could say, when you get serious about life, when you allow me, and Jesus could be saying to Peter and to each one of us, when you allow me into your life, well, then you won't go where you want wherever you want you won't have that happy-go-lucky carefree, all-about-me lifestyle you can't if you're a true Christian you'll have to follow me you'll have to deny yourself and pick up the cross or another way our Lord puts it so eloquently in his preaching truly, truly, I say to you unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies it remains alone but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Lord, help us to be that that grain of wheat that falls into the ground and dies to self. And that's what any really mature person is trying to do. Any serious Christian is trying to do that, to be that grain of wheat falling into the ground, dying to self, and to bear fruit. A father of a family, a mother of a family, who dies to self... Getting up, you know, perhaps a bit earlier to make those sandwiches for the kids, or to—I don't know—just or to be with them all day long during these days of uh, sheltering in place, or whatever the case may be. There's that, that. There's that dying to self. That bring a grain of wheat. that has to die. It can't. It can't remain alone. It has to break open. The, 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 it has to become this—not well, just a seed enclosed in on its, its, its shell, but it has to break open and be exposed to others who need service, who need our help, who need our life. Like a good father, a good mother, someone dedicated to to a life of service, helping others. Yes, that's the life of a Christian. That's our martyrdom. St. Josemite would call it the white martyrdom. And probably we won't be killed for the faith, spilling blood for the faith, Again, it could happen. We have to be ready for that. Lord, give me the grace. Give me the strength, the fortitude to to remain faithful to you no matter what. But our martyrdom will probably be that white martyrdom of just fulfilling the duty of the moment, even though the body is rebellious. I don't want to do this right now. Someone recently described that as adulthood. Basically... uh, in our mind saying, I don't want to do this, but doing it anyway. Well, good. That's a certain maturity to that, to be sure. That's the life of a Christian raised to the supernatural level, the duty of the moment. What is God asking of me at this moment? What 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 is demanded of me to live my Christian vocation at this moment? Most of the times, to fulfill our... Our vocation, whatever that be at that moment, our work, work that has to be done. Trying to do our work well, like our Lord, Jesus, a carpenter. Just imagine how he would fulfill the will of the Father by sanctifying that work of His with the sweat of the brow that would come with that. You know, Jesus did suffer as he walked upon this earth. He felt hunger. He felt thirsty. He, he did get tired. Fatigatus est, where we see in, in John's chapter 4, he rested up against the well. He was on the go. He was working. He wanted to rest. He, he, and then he gets up and engages that in the conversation with that Samaritan woman to help her along in her journey to God. And so you and me, my brother, the duty of the moment and the, the fatigue that comes with that, good, that, that has to be our martyrdom, our witness, Little sacrifices. St. Josemaria would encourage people, have a a little list of mortifications. Think of ways to deny yourself. Don't be too easy on yourself. In a word, be willing to suffer. Passion, (laughs) the word passion comes from passio, to suffer. We have to be willing to suffer with Christ with our fellow know, but with great joy. St. Joseph always had that knack for recognizing precisely in the cross we find joy, a supernatural outlook. I am willing to sacrifice myself for the other, to help life be more pleasant for the other. He put it so graphically we have to be like carpet that the others can walk upon in their own journey. Well, am I willing to suffer? for my neighbor. Well, to suffer for God, of course. We have to love God and love our neighbor. And all this, again, probably little things throughout the day, making life more pleasant for others. In, In his book, The Way, he writes this point on mortification, which perhaps we've considered often in our prayer, very practical. The appropriate word you left unsaid. The joke you didn't tell. The cheerful smile for those who bother you. That silence when you're unjustly accused. Your kind conversation with people you find boring and tactless. The daily effort to overlook one irritating detail or another in those who live with you. This with perseverance is indeed solid interior mortification. This indeed is that white martyrdom, without blood, without the red blood, but that white martyrdom that God is asking of you. These little things: a smile for someone who bothers me, uh, overlooking irritating details, and those whom I live with or work with. Yeah, that's, that is bringing us close to Saint Justin and Saint marcelinus and Saint Peter and Charles Lawanga and his companions it does bring us into their world a bit. I mean, there's little ways to mortify ourselves, to not give in to our comfort, and to love God. St. Josemaria, in one of his meditations, he said, suffering born for love is something delightful, marvelous. It's not really the, world, the way the world... Or Sees suffering, is it? Suffering born for love is something delightful, marvelous. Do it for love. What do we offer? offer How often have we heard that? Offer it up, offer it to God. Offer it for some intention. When we go through some suffering, some illness or or setback, that's just the Christian way. That's the, the science of the cross. St. John Paul II in, in his encyclical uh, Salvifici Dolores, he said, Suffering can link a person to Christ in a special and mysterious way. The Redeemer suffered in place of man and for man. Every man has his own share in the redemption. Because Every man has his own share in martyrdom, in witness. Because that's what precisely leads to the redemption, the salvation of souls goes through the cross. I've got to be near the cross. I I need to be on the cross with our Lord. Each one of us is also called to share in that suffering through which the redemption was accomplished. He is called to share in that suffering through which all human suffering has also been redeemed. In bringing about the redemption through suffering, Christ has also raised human suffering to the level of the redemption. Thus, each man in his suffering can also become a sharer in the redemptive suffering of Christ. There's a dignity to that, an honor to be with Christ, to suffer with Christ, and help redemption, help this plan of redemption. I just remember a case of a young couple, their child was born with, a, or I think after a few months, this infant developed a, a rare disease, and it's, you know, they're sad. I mean, this child, little child, suffering, and, and they even went to another country. They came here to the United States from their country to some experts in Boston to you know, help this child along, and it, it, was, you know, it took time, and it was... Uh, months. It went on for a couple of months at least. And the first month both the father and the mother were there, some years ago, and the father had to go back to his country to keep working, pay the bills, and the mother stayed there with the child. And they, you know, they could see. It was, it was sad. It was painful to see this little girl suffer. Well, during the course of that time, the mother of the child received, you know, she stayed in touch with her family back in her country. And in one of the conversations with her mother, her mother mentioned to her, Oh, you know, uh, your uncle, the mother's uh, brother, he, he's going to church again. He'd been, out, he'd been away from the faith for well, years, long, like 30 years. And went to confession, he's going to Mass. He's praying for your little girl. What a great God in his, in his ways teaches us to, to be supernatural. And that's, I mean, of course, it's God who does all things, but couldn't it be that in some way, somehow the suffering of this little girl of the parents, could God have not used that suffering, that, that little bit of martyrdom to um, help that uncle? But back to the faith. His you know, observing or knowing about the suffering of that family, maybe that moved his heart, of course, the Holy Spirit. But. So let's always remember that any suffering we go through, somehow, some way, that can be an encounter. It is an encounter with Christ, really. For ourselves, for the others. And we see that again in the lives of the saints. The martyrs themselves, there's a certain devil-may-care attitude. Well, I mean, no one wants to die. I mean, there's, there's a, like St. Thomas More, he didn't want to die and being beheaded there, but if that was the result of his fidelity to God, so be it. But there's something, there's something um, very powerful in that, of course, in that witness, that can benefit others, can benefit this, of course, the person himself. The Chinese martyrs, we celebrate their feast day on July 9th. Augustine Zhao Rong and 119 companions, one of them, a young man, twenty-one year old Chi Zuzi. We have the account of the martyrdom of some of these Chinese Catholics. Jesus he cried out fearlessly to those who had just cut off his right arm and were preparing to flay him alive. Every piece of my flesh, every drop of my blood will tell you that I am a Christian. That was his attitude in the very moment of his martyrdom. I'm with Christ. Every piece of my flesh, every drop of my blood will tell you that I am a Christian. And again, this probably won't happen to us, but... We have to be martyrs. We have to be witnesses. And so, maybe paraphrasing here from this great Chinese martyr here, maybe, every piece of my flesh, well maybe you know, every word from my mouth, every drop of my blood, every action that I make will tell you that I'm a Christian. We can aim for that. That's a high standard too, because we're sinners. But Maybe that's what we do. Aim for every word that I say, every every action that I carry out, will tell you that I am a Christian. Well, that's that's within reach. Lord help us. Holy Spirit, show us the way. We want to follow Christ. Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And that includes the cross. Unless you pick up the cross and follow me. You cannot be my disciple. Our blessed Mother, we've made it. We've gone through the month of May. Hopefully, renewed devotion to Mary. I, we can look at her. I mean, there's a certain martyrdom in the life of Mary, to be sure. She gave her whole life to God. She she died to self, and she was at the foot of the cross in a way, sharing in the suffering of Jesus in her heart. Well. We can ask our Blessed Mother Mary to help us along this, this path, this way, which is a joyful one. To be with Christ is a joyful way, even though we suffer. Indeed, yes, the promise of heaven. Jesus promises us eternal life if we pick up the cross and follow him. Let's ask our Blessed Mother and all the saints, especially the martyrs, to help us not be afraid, to be willing to pick up the cross and follow our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ in order to attain that goal, that that eternal bliss of life with the Trinity in heaven. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.